This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers audio experience with myself, Adam Strong. Today, we have a very interesting topic that we can be talking about, which is all around curiosity. And you're thinking, okay, maybe I piqued your curiosity in terms of the, our conversation that we're going to be having a chat with. And I'm here with a lovely Australian lady called Melinda. We're going to be talking about curiosity, but let me just give you a bit of a background uh, to Melinda. Uh, and many And for many years, I mean, Melinda's been uh, living in, in the UK, actually, and but obviously from Australia, right? And um, And for many years, she lived a life pretty much of limiting beliefs, negative self-talk, you know, some of the things that, you know, that really wasn't a good stepping stone in terms of starting up a business, including starting up and running a, a jewelry business as well. And basically, as, as time goes by, she wanted to understand, you know, what was the main reasons why she was creating these failures and, and it affecting her physical and mental health. And that's where her curiosity got her through uh, the bad times. And she believes that that is the reason why she still coexists and, and continues to thrive because of the, the way that she's curious about how things potentially work in terms of life. Something needed to change. And over the years, she's discovered 65 different benefits of how you can leverage and use curiosity, not just in your own business, but also in life as well. She's also in developing um, a way in which you can create more curiosity by developing an app. We'll talk about, talk more about that as well uh, throughout our conversation. So Melinda, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> How are you today? Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah, it's great to, great to have you as well. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because I, you know, I, I think I, I kind of mentioned this um, off air actually about the whole kind of, you know, the, the likes of like Gary V and, you know, some of the big gurus in the personal development world, they're, they're mentioning the word curiosity. And it seems to me that you've been talking about this for years and it's like falling on deaf ears because people really don't really know what you mean, but let's, let's start off the opening. Let's start off by talking about what is curiosity to you and what 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 should it mean to us well firstly uh the dictionary's um definition is uh the desire to learn or know something which is pretty simple right mm -hmm. and then you have a few experts in the world uh, one of which is um he's probably the leading expert on curiosity uh he's a guy called um uh um, todd kashtan phd and so from, from his studies, quite a lot of people now use the word uh, explore. So to, mm. to explore, learn and know something. Got it. But from my way of thinking, if you were to put that sentence together and get really curious about that sentence, 
then what's the most interesting thing that comes out of that for me is that it's an enabler. It's your greatest enabler mm -hmm. because it enables more than that. It enables you to um, it, not just explore, but to actually find solutions. And like, you know, if you look at how people use curiosity in terms of, of um, professional mm -hmm. um, development, um, how, can they, how can they improve? Well, one of the key uh, things that, that they do is they become really curious about their own self-development or, you know, if you only need to look at innovation, how do I improve something? You know, what is the basis of innovation? So for me, it's, it's, it's actually more than that. And it's mm. so hard to quantify, you know, because the reality is it's so intrinsically linked with every single thing we do. And it's subconscious, yes, which is why it's, it's kind of overlooked. So for me, the way I describe it, it's an enabler. It's your best mm. enabler. Do you think that also there is... Um... I suppose, a misunderstanding of what curiosity really is, because it, it, it can come across. I mean, before we, we met, when I think of the word curiosity, it can come across as a very broad term. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, but then how does one, I mean, we'll talk about how to leverage curiosity in our own businesses. But I suppose, why is, from your perspective, why is curiosity easily dismissed? And, you know, not really taken seriously by entrepreneurs and maybe people like, like some of our listeners. Before I answer that, mm. I just want everyone right now who's listening to actually think about that question. Mm. And as you do that, your curiosity is piped. And so tapping into that power is what, what I'm about. So... And what happens is, is a thing called uh, information deprivation, or there's a gap, there's a gap of information there. So as I want to tell you, you're actually wanting to know, and that is the power of curiosity. So to answer that question, as I've got people now to start to think about, you know, how does that make them feel? Um, what's really interesting is that there, it, there's many uh, connotations, particularly around religion. I mean, what opened Pandora's box? Curiosity. Um, you know, it's, it's all Eve's fault. It's curiosity's fault that she bit the apple that, you know, <laughs> brought, brought death upon humanity. Um, you've got so many different uh, religious connotations or sort of very early connotations, but what is the one thing that always springs to mind? And my God, if I had a penny for every person who said it, didn't curiosity kill the cat? <laughs> and actually that was taken from um, a Shakespearean play in the 16th century. And it was taken completely out of context. What thou care killed a cat has metal enough in thee to kill care. Um, for any of those Eng English uh, lit uh, people who actually understand what that means, <laughs> It has nothing to do with curiosity because <laughs> the word care meant worry. So where worry will get you killed, you have courage enough to kill worry. Nothing at all to do with curiosity. Mm. And yet that was taken completely out of context. And as a result, everyone still uses it today. So in my opinion, as, uh, as my, this is the cover of my book, my, the design of my book, Curiosity for me saves the cat every single time. Love it. Love it. And that's a great analogy. 
it's interesting because you use the you in uh you know shakespeare in 16th century you talked about the fact that curiosity should be used as, as you know it, it's it's kind of a call it a weapon or, or you know use it as a whatever you want to call it you know it's used as what for worry but really curiosity is really quite the opposite if you think about it absolutely it sure is do you know what i mean so yeah. it's it, it, if you you know if you think about it yeah but i suppose it depends on the situation and the circumstances right i mean it's a bit like you know um for example if uh say we were married and, and I had an affair with someone, right? Because maybe my curiosity with somebody else peaked and that's the reason why we're over <laughs> type, type of thing. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose it... Yeah, I mean, uh, I tell you who talks about curiosity all the time mm. is uh, Esther Perel. I mean, she's the three-time TED Talk speaker. Mm. And, you know, she, she is a wonder woman when it comes to building relationships. Um, she's been married to the same person twice. <laughs> uh, which is amazing she ten tends to do things in in threes and uh, so she says and what's really interesting is how often she uses the word curiosity and let me just say this mm. what I would like everyone to do who's listening to this is now that I've got your curiosity pipe I would like you to actually count how many times you hear people in movies in interviews listen to a CEO talk or when you're building confidence with someone, you know what, there's, there could be nothing better than a softener. I'm really curious about you, mm. you know? Wow, you're curious about me? How does that make me feel? It makes me feel great. Mm. It's an amazing softener. So if you wanna kind of really reduce down a situation, I'm really curious, what makes you think that? I'm really curious about, you know, how did you come to that conclusion? And people go, wow, there's nothing better, you know? I've seen it so many times. Do you also think though, when, when, when we apply the, when we think of the word, especially curiosity in terms of business, right? Do you think that there generally has to be some sort of what I call a hook or an enticement that creates that curiosity? I mean, yes. What, yes. what's your thoughts on that? Well, um, I was recently working with somebody um, whose whole sales process is based around curiosity. Firstly, this guy is the world's number one in his field. But secondly, I noticed he's the number one for, for two reasons. And one is that he actually incredibly, continually questions his process. He questions himself. And that is inward curiosity for self-development. Hmm. And what that does is quite amazing because when you become curious with yourself and your process you can then it it it, it feeds upon itself and as it does it's, it's a wonderful uh, self-reinforcing mechanism that actually prepares you for the future so that when challenge presents in the future you're ready for it so this goes beyond the concept of resilience i i actually don't rate resilience very much because you know, if you sort of see people who are in, um, you know, deprived areas, they're pretty resilient. What they need, they need curiosity to, because it, it's an enabler, it's, it, it provides action. So that's the first thing, um, it provides readiness. And that is like the highest in uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm -hmm. uh, in terms of self-actualization. First of all, understanding yourself and preparing for the future. Nothing could be, 
could be better than that. And secondly, the one, the, the other thing that he does, which is really important, is he uses what's called the Zagnik effect. The Zagnik effect is actually a, 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 an incredible concept, which is based on, well, essentially, and this is what curiosity is, it's kind of, uh, when I plant the seed of something, your brain wants to find the answer. Your brain is incredible at wanting to close that gap. The minute you give it the information, the curiosity is lost and you want to go into something new, which in terms of learning is incredibly powerful for learning. But what it's also incredibly powerful for in terms of business is a selling tool. You just keep their curiosity a little bit and then move on to the next thing and wow that you've got their attention absolutely you so, think yeah. do you also think that it's also asking the right questions you know to, to do you know what i mean to that maybe and i know that you know we use the word um you know the importance of storytelling because then you know it triggers certain parts of the brain which may or may not you know pique people's curiosity because people relate to people's stories and feelings and stuff like that what's your what's your what's, what's your thoughts on that do you think uh, do you think you know having the right questions is, is important well you know you had a lovely guest on that uh, I managed to get to uh, ask some wonderful questions um Steve Sims if you recall ah Steve and, oh, yeah 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 and his process was was priceless to me because to answer your question um what he did was actually realize that after he was kind of questioning, he wasn't getting what he wanted, right? Mm. Here's the question. Am I getting what I want? Yes or no? Now, if you're not getting what you want, you tweak it, right? And he tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it until he got the question that made a difference. Mm. And so that there's, there's no wrong answer and there's no right answer, but the quicker you get to the solution is, is important, right? Particularly in business, mm. what curiosity does. And this is the thing. I mean, a lot of people seem to think that if you go down the route of curiosity, then you're going to be wasting a lot of time. Mm. And this is not true at all. It's your fastest way to find the answers. What, what, what gets in the way of time is that you start questioning, are you doing the right thing? You start judging. Now, believe it or not, curiosity and judgment cannot coexist, which is mm. a really interesting concept. Yeah. Like, like polar opposites, is that what you're saying? Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, you just cannot, well, you can't be in any emotion at any one, at two emotions at, at any one time. You can't True. cry and True. be happy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so what's really interesting, when you allow your curiosity, and this is part of my process, and it is key, you really do need to stop questioning yourself and instead trust in your curiosity. And when you trust in your curiosity, you will get there the quickest way possible. And not just any old answer. No, no, no. Curiosity will find you the best possible answer. And the reason why I say that, it's quite simple. Because what curiosity also does, when you allow it, it gets to the bottom of the information that's required as quickly as possible. And it reduces the biases in the process. So it gets mm. rid of all your biases and enables you to find the answer really quickly. I mean, a really interesting um, quote, I think, uh, from Einstein. I mean, he talked about, um, if you want to find the, find the answer to a question, do any problem, spend 90, 95% of the time getting to the bottom of the question, which is what curiosity is. And I mean, he's, he was a great advocate of curiosity, you know? 
Absolutely. One of the most curious minds of the uh, 19th century. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, interestingly enough, believe it or not, one of the things that came to my mind as you were talking was, I mean, you, you'll know this, um, but the difference between the two different types of people, which are the left brain people and the right brain people. Do you, I, I don't know, based on your uh, extensive research, do you, would you say that right brain creative mind thinking people are more curious or, to, or, or, or more likely to use curiosity as a vehicle to move forward? Whereas left people, because like you've mentioned, you can't be, you can't have two different thoughts and two different feelings at the same time. Do you think that left brain people need, uh, that, is there a process or is there a way in which they could pique their curiosity more that's going to help them to move forward? I don't know. What's your thoughts? Well, the answer is quite simple, really, is mm. that how, how important is the answer, you know? Mm. So, it doesn't matter whether you're a creative thinker or whether you're a really scientific thinker. The reality is that it's the questions that you ask, right? Mm, And how interested are you to find the answer? Part of that also, there's a caveat to curiosity and that is, can you handle the risk, right? So say, for instance, if you are, you know, a really sort of technical thinker, because actually when you look at Aristotle's process, which was named by Elon Musk, who he uses it himself, uh, he he uses it on the basis of of understanding uh, physics. And it's very scientific. You know, the the first principle thinking is incredibly scientific and it's based on three simple questions of of, of evaluating a situation. Mm. So on that basis, you know, you could say that if you follow that route, you're going to find the answer, which is great. And that's very scientific. And don't forget the basis of uh, intelligence actually is curiosity, right? But on the other hand, the basis basis of uh, creativity is curiosity, Mm. yeah? So there is no right or wrong answer. It's really just a case of how your brain works. The biggest question is how curious are you? Now that, what's really interesting is a lot of people are asking me to measure curiosity because because there are five dimensions of curiosity, various different kinds of ways of using curiosity to uh, in, in life, right? So you've got uh, exploration, joyous exploration. You've got thrill seeking. You've got embracing risk. You've got um, closing the gap of information. You've got social connectivity. Um, so, and then I think that's it. Yeah, five. So, um, <clears throat> so on that basis, you know, each one of those uh, are, are fairly important, and some people are stronger than others in in various different dimensions. Mm, mm, mm. What to me is really important above all else is just the process of how you think, mm. right? And what I determined is that I mean, I mean, you know, science knows this is that. We're, we're all thinking automatically. We're relying all the time on our automated thinking and that's living in the past. So we're reliving, reprocessing and regurgitating the past, right? Got it. Uh, what we need to start doing is remaining in the present. And that's what curiosity does because a part of flow, getting into flow requires what? 
curiosity. Curiosity, absolutely. <laughs> see, you see how intrinsically linked it is? It's, it's absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, you know, if I talk about mindfulness, you know, how do you get into mindfulness? Through curiosity. You absolutely. cannot have mindfulness without curiosity. It's a bit like um, if you want to try something new, right? Yeah. Doesn't really want to, it's, it's because you're, 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 you're curious because maybe it might be a might reap some benefits maybe you'll get some benefits or maybe you might i don't know make more money or whatever it might be whatever the analogy is whatever the uh, surroundings um talk, you've discovered um over your extensive research over the years there are 65 benefits as as, as you've highlighted mm -hmm. could you just give us maybe a few of those benefits and how that might really apply to people um to some of our listeners yeah, I mean, what was really interesting, I linked up with a lovely lady who's the uh, expert on intuition, uh, who wanted to pick my brains about curiosity, and uh, it's intrinsically linked with intuition. And what's really interesting is a lot of CEOs talk about how they use intuition, right, to get, get what they want. Um, so that's, that's a really curious thing for me. Um, but most, most especially uh, for me, firstly, it's about success. I mean, it is um, the greatest indicator for success, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, Gary Vandercheck, I mean, I know he did a, a three-minute video specifically on curiosity, and I think he's using it as part of his uh, book that he's coming out. But um, what I find really interesting is, like, when you look at Brene Brown's process of thinking, when you actually watch her talk and listen to her, her um, various different interviews, she found uh, vulnerability through curiosity. I mean, she was passionately curious. She was not tolerating any less than finding that goddamn answer. What the <laughs> hell is at the bottom of that answer? We know what was going on. And she found it by being passionately curious. She could not have found it otherwise, you know? Mm. And, then, and, and so when we take situations like that, how impressive is that? All we need to do is just be curious. And that's how I found it. I mean, that's how I overcame so much. And when someone sort of said to me, how the hell did you overcome so much? And my friends even now blows their minds sort of what happened and how I overcame so much. And I, and I attribute everything now to curiosity, everything. I mean, to give you an example about mindfulness, I could not, you know, when you've got a dozen monkeys swinging on your neural branches, right? <laughs> because that's what I didn't realize what was going on. Sure. Um, and that's the, you know, that's the monkey mind, you know, and I didn't know anything about it, you know. Yeah. And, and so uh, when this was sort of all sort of going on and I was trying to get to the bottom of what, you know, I was suffering quite a lot of various different things. And what was interesting is that mindfulness, I, I could not, I mean, I, I tell you now, and then this is, this is renowned for women who have ever had children. Um, the reason why, you know, magazines have got so many pictures, you know, because when you kind of go through, you uh, you, you, you know certain hormones of course you can um lose your concentration so you know sure. flicking through magazines <laughs> um so but what was really interesting for me I, I could not do mindfulness I bought all the books did all the you know had the, the various different um meditation guided meditation all that sort of crap I could not do it all right and I, I guarantee there's a lot of people like me out there um and what was going on was that these monkeys were swinging on my neural branches so I was like Felt like a failure at first, absolutely felt like a failure. Sure. And then it was kind of like, well, it, you know, how, how, you know, how silly am I that I can't even be mindful? And then I was like, oh, sod this, I'm going to, I'm just going to look into it. So I actually became curious about my brain instead. That stopped the monkeys. 
Interesting. Not just monkeys. Yeah. Interesting. Love it. Love it. Um, mm. Here's another thought that came into my mind, actually, was um, when when you've got what I call other powers at work. And what I mean by that is that, okay, so I piqued your curiosity to either take an action or do whatever it is that you need to do, right? When does, or maybe you have an example to, to share with our listeners, when does curiosity, when is it not as strong? And then suddenly, you know, that curiosity is no longer as strong as it used to be. And then they either go on for, on a tangent they do sound completely the opposite and it all goes what I call Pete Tong. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, a classic example of that is, is any kind of depression or stress or mental yeah. illness. Um, I mean, I've spoken to quite a lot of psychologists. What's interesting is that uh, more often than not, people who are on suicide watch have very little curiosity. Now, I actually would question that. I become curious about that. Really? Yeah, because, <laughs> and the reason why is because well, you know, they've got to be curious to actually do something about it, right? True, true. So, so they do have curiosity, but they have, but they have curiosity for what they're driven for. Now, this is the trick. I mean, what is the brain designed around? Mm. It's like, okay, so here's the dopamine uh, uh, conversation very briefly. Dopamine has always been associated with rewards, right? Yes. Recent science coming out around the globe is proving it's not based on rewards itself. It's actually based on the promise of reward. Mm, wow. Interesting. So what is curiosity? The desire for rewards, right? So um, I, I would call it the, the curiosity, uh, uh, you know, brain drug. Cur curiosity hormone <laughs> or chemical. <laughs> curiosity chemical, there you go. Neurotransmitter, yeah. And, uh, and the thing is that um, what, what's really interesting, like I say, going back to the people who are on uh, Suicide Watch, mm. is that they, they, they can be really curious to actually find the end result, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, so, so what we need to do is we need to look at what's really going on there because that is just focus. What are they focused on? because the reward, reward for them is to get out of here. And that's, you know, and so when we look at depression, I actually believe um, that the depression, and I, and I know myself, because I, I have suffered depression and I can actually feel myself spiraling. If like, if something happens to me, I actually feel myself spiraling. And what's going on is that I'm addicted to finding the answer to what went wrong. Mm. That's still curiosity, right? But my focus is wrong. My focus is on the, on the thing that I did wrong. And what we need to be focusing on more of is what we can do right. True. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. That makes sense. Makes yeah. complete sense. Good, good analogy, that one. Yeah. So um, I, I mentioned very briefly, you know, your 65 benefits. And I, know, I, I don't think we really had the opportunity to go through all of them, but could you give us maybe sort of, uh, when, when we when we think of the business world, when we think about entrepreneurship in particular, um, maybe some of the sort of top five benefits that really kind of, um, you know, why people should, in fact, I'll, I'll ask you an, a secondary question afterwards, but what, what are your top five benefits in that? Right. First of all, procrastination. Yeah. I mean, some of the biggest achievers in the world still procrastinate. And a lot of, of and there's, 
And so there's probably a lot of people right now in procrastination. I know I suffer with it myself. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, it, it took me a long time to actually get in front of a, a video. You know, I've, I've been in the books for so long. It's kind of like, whoa. And so, okay, okay here's the process. What am I scared of? Is the re reward bigger than the risk? Now, this is the caveat with anything. Now, experts who talk about curiosity say it's the caveat for curiosity. I don't believe that. I believe it's the caveat for everything. What is the risk and what is the reward? That's it. If you can if you can prove to yourself that the reward is much, much bigger than the risk or, or you believe, it's all about what you believe. I mean, you know, um, the guy I spoke about earlier on about, about um, sales, he uses curiosity, right? But what's really interesting and part of that process is that you, if, if you're going to sell to anybody, you have to believe that that person is going to take give you the what you need, give you the results that you will then part with your money. Okay, so Absolutely. that becomes, a, a, you know, a belief system, right? Absolutely. The well, same thing applies. It's uh, this is what this is what's based on, um, you know, the brain actually determining the risk. It's weighing up the risk. And, and so to get over procrastination, you've got to you've got to work out right, how big is that reward? Um, for me, I want to help billions of people become more curious. Right. Because I actually believe at the basis of all problems to do with the world is that we're not curious enough. Um, and, and, and actually, you know, um, whether it's uh, gender tolerance, whether it's, you know, that kind of uh, questioning, why aren't we asking questions? So if you want to sort of talk about sustainability, when you actually become curious and you stop with the, I can't do this, or, you know, oh, there's profit involved with that or what have you. Let's get to the bottom with it through curiosity and guarantee you'll find a really good answer that may not necessarily mean dumping crap on, uh, on Mars, you know? So that's the first thing. Um, oh, I think I've, I've, I've listed a few there, but, um, you know, in terms of success, the number one indicator for success is always curiosity. I mean, you look at every single great achiever throughout history to date, Yep. They are curious. That's the number one trait. I've heard yeah. of other people talk about various different commonalities. That's the only commonality. So um, if you can be curious, like I talk to CEOs and what's interesting is that they go, well, of course I'm curious. The fact that they say that means that they're not curious. <laughs> I mean, that's obvious, right? It's true. Actually, so, it's all about application. I, I, my belief is, I mean, look, look, look at the likes of Elon Musk and Sir Richard Branson who have created these wonderful empires or whatever it is. It's because you know, yeah, apart from having the big vision and the big dream, you know, really, they're curious, you know, yes. why can't we, why can't we, um, I don't know, um, uh, put humans on Mars, for example, or, you know, create the first electric car or whatever it might be. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that curiosity that really piqued it. Yeah, they're asking the right questions. Mm. They're asking the what if questions, which is what we need to do more of. Yeah. Um, okay, so driver. So once you get through procrastination, through curiosity, by the way, once you actually start asking the right questions, and the only question really that's, that's important, and then I always go back to is how can I improve this situation? Now, that might seem really simple to some people. But let me tell you, that is the driver for anything that will open up any door. So for me, I always ask, how can I improve this? And then what happens is your brain goes into, oh, I've got a job to do, mm -hmm. boom. And it, it goes straight into action. It bypasses fears, limiting beliefs, 
conditioned um, biases and so forth. And it wants to find the answer. So again, action is incredibly important in business, right? The other thing is problem solving. Now, part of success, one of the, I mean, success is contingent upon problem solving. And again, you you only need to look at Elon Musk. I mean, and he he actually um, talks very freely about how his uh, Tesla uh, business actually um, was was hinging on on the batteries. Um, He couldn't get the price down, could he? Now he used first principle thinking. And when people were, first of all, when people sort of said to him, well, you know, it's always done this way. He asked, he actually asked the question, well, you know, why can't we get this price down? Well, it's always done this way. Well, does that make it right? No. So again, you know, starting to sort of go through, okay, well, what, what's a battery made of? And so on and so forth. And, and he talks about it in his interviews. Um, so he used first principle thinking to problem solve and that enabled him to uh, produce Tesla without which mm. if he hadn't done that, there wouldn't have been Tesla. Love it. And on top of that, what's amazing, right? And here's the trick. When he uses his curiosity like that in that process, and he doesn't judge, he then went on to flip a problem into what? An opportunity. An opportunity. Which then became a billion pound business. Classic example. Now, if we yeah. could all think like that, the world would be a different place, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Love it. Very cool. Um, and I've, I've got one more question because um, I know we're coming towards sort of the end of our chat, but for people that are listening in right now, and maybe they've had tough, you know, they've had a tough year, right? For whatever reason. And, you know, maybe they have, they've plateaued, right? They plateaued in their business. Um, they've been scratching their heads for the last maybe 18 months, couple of years or whatever it is. And they're just kind of thinking to themselves, how are we going to get out of this thing? How are we going to, how are we, we going to, you know, jump to the next level, right? And you mentioned the word success and there was some good stuff there. How can, how can um, those listeners that are in that position right now, how can they use curiosity to propel and help them move forwards to break the mold to move to the next stage. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, again, going back to stop living in the past, okay? So it's, it's really, what, what's stopping anybody? It's just living in the past. So, so the very first question is, right, am I thinking in a way that's supportive, yes or no? Mm-hmm. It's probably not, okay? Because mm-hmm. if you are going over, I can't do this, I can't do that, there is opportunity to be had. I mean, I love the concept of the universe is expanding into what? Wow. So if the universe is constantly expanding, then we should be expanding. Um, And so the difference is we're not expanding when we're too busy focusing on what's happened, poor me, victimhood. And believe me, I've got a PhD in victimhood, okay? So that's a a reality. I I lived that for a very long time and it's not pleasant. So once you you realise you've got a choice, I've got a choice. Do I want to continue going down that route? No. Okay. So there is opportunity. There's absolutely opportunity. I kid you not. It's there's opportunity everywhere. Um, but the other thing is what's really interesting is a lot of people go, Oh, I can't do that because someone else has done it, but they're not you and they don't know what you know. Right. So that's, that's an amazing concept in itself. I mean, wow. Uh, so wouldn't it be wonderful if everyone could just come together and produce what they know and give that to the world, you know, what a gift. 
Um, because let's face it, we don't know everything, right? To, to, and and here's, here's the thing, here's the thing which really uh, is the crux of the matter. Mm. You know, we, we go through university, or we, I, I didn't go through university, by the way, but we go through um, college, um, school and what have you. We go through life and we think, we're arrogant enough to believe that we're a finished product and that's mm. the problem. When we start to realise we are nothing more than a learning machine and when we are a learning machine, good God, we will just skyrocket. So it's about really focusing on learning. What can I learn about this? If I'm interested in something, you know, I get this question a lot with parents and their kids, you know, what university degree, what, what should my kids do? Okay, start with what do you like? What do I like? And then go down what pikes my interest because I guarantee if something pikes your interest, you're going to find something really interesting that no one else has found and, and then that will become your money earner. That will become, you know, something that could potentially, you know, change the world. Um, I mean, you know, uh, there's, there's a guy, I can't remember his name, who, you know, uh, talks about um, uh, Bitcoin to, to he, only, he only produced, like, I think there's 4 billion people using banks, but there's 3 billion people who can't have access to banks. And he tapped into that. Wow, what an amazing concept. Uh, Henderson or Hutchinson or something like that. I can't remember his name. Um, and then so, you know, he then developed a coin so that those people can start trading. Good God, you know, who knew? When we ask the right, well, not, not even just the right questions. How can I improve this situation? Yeah, true, so, true. Um, and, and what do I love doing? And, and is it gonna is it gonna help someone? I, I think that that's really important because because our innate driver is constantly to improve and to help people. We okay. want we you know because that's that's a, a driver for all humanity. Very cool, love it, very good. So just tell us a little bit more about what you're working on right now in terms in the curiosity field, just very briefly. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, um, I kind of get a lot of. Um, uh, executives, uh, I'm doing sort of one-to-one -one coaching with executives. Mm. Um, I'm also developing an app. I'm, I'm in the process of getting that launched in the next uh, month mm. or so. Um, and then, uh, so that, that app is uh, called Curious You and that is about um, taking people on a, pro on a journey. And it, it delivers um, sort of simple uh, concepts and learning with sort of 10 minute to 15 minutes a day. And it takes people by the hand. So you basically have me in your pocket. Um, and that helps people gradually to rebuild uh, how you think from the most fundamental level. And that's key because, you know, one, we've got to slow down this uh, process that's very fast and very automatic. We need to slow it down. We need to highlight it, what's really going on in that process. This is actually quite complicated um, and it happens in the blink of an eye. Um, and then um, reprogram from the base up. So that's um, uh, pretty exciting. And also um, I'm working with um, South Wales U University. The, uh, there's a professor of psychology there and we're developing um, a way to measure curiosity, um, but more so it's not just about understanding the various different elements or, or, or um, dimensions of curiosity, but more so this is about more unbiased curiosity. I want to kind of make sure that if we're gonna measure it, then we need to kind of understand not just how, what type of curious, curious person they are, but just how curious they are. And I think that that's, that's pretty important too. 
Um, and, and then that will be um, uh, be available then for, I don't know, for executives to, because I mean, one, one of the most important things, you know, you, you, you look at, uh, have you heard of a guy called Rajas Rajasthan who, who, who wrote um, uh, Hunger in Paradise? So you've got to listen to that guy, he's tremendous. So he talks about um, Nokia, you know, the story of Nokia. Um, and, you know, complacency. And what's the opposite of complacency? Curiosity, right? Um, um, and and I, I, fell, I fell into that route. Um, unfortunately, I work for uh, Yellow Pages. Where are they now? Um, you know? <laughs> Barely surviving. But, yeah, and they were very complacent, you know, and I could see Google sort of it was overtaking and, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty uh, crazy. And so what, what's really interesting about that process is to be able to understand, um, you know, why do we, why are we so complacent? You know, we shouldn't okay. be, we shouldn't be. I mean, we're, we're in, and this is, again, this is another thing. I mean, people kind of talking about constant change. So we've got to, we've got to grasp that nothing's fixed and, it, and we're, we're in constant change. So, Love yeah. It. Love it. Very good. Well, listen, just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today. Really appreciate your time. And for you guys that are listening in and you would like to connect with Melinda, by the way, you can check out her social media links and you can click on those on the social media links below. Again, when you do message Melinda, if you do reach out to her, just message, uh, just mention the uh, Game Changers audio experience so she can put two and two together and she'll know exactly where you come from. So uh, again, Melinda, just thanks very much. I really appreciate your chat today and you've really piqued my curiosity. I really appreciate it. Go forth with curiosity, I always say. <laughs> very cool for you guys that are listening hope you've enjoyed today's episode and again was going to say hope that you've enjoyed our curious talk and we'll see you again back on the game changers audio experience take care and see you soon cheers thanks for having me thank you so much for listening into today's show i hope that you have enjoyed today's show just a reminder we love creating this amazing podcast show it wouldn't be as successful if it wasn't for you guys so we want to make sure that we would love it if you would be able to reciprocate and write an amazing whether it be a one star or five star review if you're listening to this on apple go to apple on itunes and go to the game changers audio experience leave a one or a five star review whichever you prefer if you're listening to this on android whether it be on amazon music Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the good Android platforms, go to podchaser.com. That's podchaser.com and leave a one or a five star review on there. We'll be externally grateful. Thanks very much for tuning in. We've got some great shows coming up. Cheers.